You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back into the Doctor's Lounge. I'm your host, Dr. Hal. Every week, we come to you with the information that you need so that you will be prepared to advocate for your family and for yourselves when it comes to your health care. We talk about the issues that doctors are talking about in doctors' lounges all across the United States. The show is brought to you by the Docs for Patient Care hey, Foundation, welcome, which is, is the only physician-led healthcare show. think tank uh, it's live in radio, the country. Folks, so sometimes we have music, we sometimes we don't. But depend on you we'll for your support. So please go to our website at triple w d the number four pc foundation dot org d four pc foundation dot org, and please help us at this time where we are working extra. Um, overtime to uh, try to um, hold back the the forces of evil and uh, do the work for you to protect your health care freedom and the doctor-patient relationship. We need you to step up and help us. Help us keep the show going and help us do the work that we do um, all the time to fight for health care. So please go to our website and, uh, and help us uh, help you. Um well the 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 uh nonstop uh merry-go-round the the circus the carnival whatever you want to call it continues. I'm coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, which is the political epicenter right now of the United States for reasons that anybody who is not sleeping under a rock understands all too well the future of our country hinges on what happens on january 5th in the senate runoff election in georgia and um you know i i uh i know that this is the doctor's lounge and we focus on health care and over the past few months this show has morphed a little bit beyond just health care because of what is happening in the political landscape around us. And there is an intersection of, of politics and health care that uh, sadly should not exist but does. And I, um, I feel that it is absolutely imperative to point this out and to, um, and to focus on this. You know, I, I've been re- reflecting on what I wanted to talk about since the election. Uh, this is the second show since the election. I've been, I've been um, thinking about what kinds of messages I wanted to uh, to share with everybody. And this is uh, a time which is very reminiscent of when I started to get into politics, into activism, healthcare activism, back in 2008. Just not thinking back all that long, but for a lot of listeners, perhaps uh, they don't remember what was going on back in 2008, but it was a battle royale over healthcare, essentially. It was um, Barack Obama... Uh, trying to 
ram through a progressive agenda, and I maintain that he is was the most successful president ever in the history of our country because he succeeded in his mission, which was to fundamentally change America. And he has done that. He has fundamentally changed America because today in 2020, we are battling those progressive forces much more so than we were in twenty in two thousand and eight, and the fight is much much more difficult. The hill to climb is much steeper, and um, the battle rages on. You know, back in two thousand and eight, when we were f- getting into the fight against Obamacare and trying to fight for health care in this country. We believed as conservatives that our message would win the day, that we could persuade people that the, the information that we were providing to them was correct, the dangers of going into a socialized health care system or the, the uh, control that a government-run health care system would have over everybody's lives and how that would negatively impact them. You know, it seemed to us at that time that if we could persuade people that they would, they would um, grasp those concepts and they would, they would demand something other than the progressive message. Well, here we are, 2020, and people, for the most part, still do believe that. There's at least 71 million people who believe that. But the, the, um, the, the very um, pillars on which our society has been founded, um, fair play, free speech, Equal, equal protection under the law, um, um, fair voting, all of those have been, have been corrupted and been usurped by the insidious and evil forces of the left who will stop at nothing to gain power and take over this country. We started this show in 2013, I think, around there, and we've been talking week after week, initially Dr. Mike and I, and now Dr. Scott and I, about the issues on health care that, that are so, um, so, so at risk if, if uh, the left wins this never-ending fight and um, and here we are uh, in, a, in a place where if the left does win that the country will never recover from this because every time that they've made moves going forward in their agenda it has weakened our country it has weakened the fabric of our society 
and they hate America. They hate conservatives. You don't have to even um, look far afield to find evidence of that. You only have to go say something on Twitter or Google. I'm sorry, Twitter or Facebook these days that is disagreeable to them, and you're immediately canceled. You you cannot get your message across. And that that's you and I, the little people, even the big people are being shut down. The, the, the fourth largest newspaper in the United States, the New York Post, gets shut down by these platforms. Now, yes, they got the, the uh, CEOs got called into a congressional hearing. Big whoop. They sat there indignant, smug, and they said, yeah, we made a mistake. Well, you know, we we understand or flat out denied information that some of the senators like Senator Hawley was was uh, um, was relating to um, to uh, uh, Zuckerberg about um, uh, the the programs that they follow people and track people on. And he denied it, flat out denied it. And uh, that came from a Facebook whistleblower. So these forces on the left are very, very powerful. This this battle goes on, and there is battle fatigue. I understand that. But this race for the Senate in Georgia is really the firewall for our country. This is the line in the sand. And... You know, I I ask the question to everybody, what are you willing to do? You know, back in 2008, I I said that to my colleagues, to the doctors that I worked with, the doctors that I know, and I saw the handwriting on the wall before Obamacare passed in 2010, but Obama was talking about it during his campaign in 2007 and 2008. And the handwriting was clearly on the wall what their intentions were. And it was not good for patients. It was not good for America. And I um, tried to be a Paul Revere. You know, I don't like to, com- I don't compare myself to him, but, but nonetheless, I tried to raise the alarms and ask people, what are you willing to do? Are you willing to sit back? And just allow these forces to overwhelm us and to take over something that's so important, our health care? Or are you willing to stand up and fight? Are you willing to do something? Because what would you say when everything that you know changes for the worse and you're sitting there crying in your, in your coffee about it and saying, gosh, I should have done more? What are you willing to do? I asked that question. I got hundreds, thousands, actually, of of doctors and and other interested people on board trying to fight for health care. And we've done that. We've done that since 2008. That's why we need you to support Docs for Patient Care and and, uh, help us to continue this battle. Because now the battle is even much more difficult because... These forces have gotten stronger, and they've gotten more um, 
insidious. They are they're under the surface. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday, and these these people people these they control media. They control the social media. They control pretty much the the most of the um the ways that people get their information and they call people like me people like you who are listening to this podcast tin foil hatters you know the people who think that they're getting signals from outer space that there's a conspiracy or there are aliens or some kind of unusual you know uh goings on that make absolutely no sense that are that are all in our minds but it's not in our minds this is real this is really happening around us 71 million people can't be wrong the people that i talk to are not crazy people i'm not a crazy person and this is this is um the line in the sand george is the epicenter this is where the rubber meets the road because if we do not get the two Republican senators elected in Georgia, everything changes for everyone. You know, I've, I've ranted for the past 12 minutes about this, um, and I want to try to pull together health care and, and the election and where we, where we are. Um, and it's so hard to know where to start because there this is not a frontal attack on our society but it is coming from every flank and um the uh the the lunacy that we're seeing around us is is just breathtaking and we're watching our society the fabric of our society unravel before our very eyes and we're allowing it to happen people are are just watching it we watched it with the elections gosh we, elections are 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 sacrosanct in the united states for crying out loud we send jimmy carter to third world countries to observe their elections we should have sent him to to uh, the United States to observe ours, although we know what the outcome would have been because he would have been quite content with the way things have turned out. But the point is that our election system has has been completely um, uh, corrupted by the left thanks to COVID. They've used that as an excuse to be able to do what they did this year. And it is really criminal. It's criminal activity. It's criminal activity when you have laws on the books in, in states that stipulate how people are supposed to vote, and then a governor or um, a, a, a an unelected official, the head of, a, of the of, of an election board, makes a decision about allowing certain changes in what is statutory, what's on the books, what is law. They have no standing to do that. And nobody is saying anything. They're just saying, oh, okay, that that's, that makes sense, and allowing these things to happen. People voting in places where votes are now being found 
two weeks after the election in, in precincts in Georgia. Um, in, in some places in the country, more votes coming in than registered voters. How is this possible? And how do we allow this to happen? Um, free speech. Free speech is being censored. If if you say the wrong thing, you're canceled on Facebook and Twitter. Um, the um, you know the, the the if you say something that is disagreeable to the left, not only are you canceled, but you run the risk of bodily harm to you and your family, or to your house or your business. Um, this is this is not acceptable in a civil society. How are we allowing this to happen? This is what happens when the left gets control. It's the the analogy is the same as it was in fighting Islamic terrorism. If they like us, they won't attack us. If we, if we just let them have what they want, give them a caliphate. Do don't don't rock the boat. If we don't antagonize them and they like us, they'll leave us alone and we'll be okay. We heard this. How many times have we heard this in history? And that has never been the case because when people are drunk with power, they they um, will stop at nothing to um, to absolutely um, annihilate you. Well, that's what the left is all about. If you give them an inch, they want a mile. If you give them a hand, they want a foot. If you allow them to do this and to get away with election corruption or, or rigged uh, elections or shutting down Facebook or or rioting in the streets and destroying businesses and they get power and they no longer feel that they are aggrieved do you think that this is all going to stop you you are delusional if you think this is going to stop this is only the beginning and this is why it's so important for Senator Perdue for Senator Loeffler to win their races in Georgia, to keep the Senate from going to the left, because once they have absolute power, it will be Katie bar the door. It'll be over for the United States. You know, they say that power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And that's what happens if the left gets both houses of the Senate and the White, or both houses of Congress and the White House, and um, I, I, you've heard Joe Biden claim it's going to be a dark winter. It'll be a darker winter if the left gets power and uh, has complete control of the levers of politics, because they already have the levers of media. They already have the pa- the levers of social media. They already have the levers of education. Give them the pa- the levers of power in government, and then there's no end to what they will be 
capable of doing or willing to do. And we know what they're willing to do. They're willing to do anything. And they've shown that. Let's turn to the COVID issue because that is in the news all the time and it is healthcare. And, um, and this is a great example of what the left will do to you, to your health care, if they get control of, of, um, of Congress. You know, these decisions that we're hearing about for Thanksgiving are just unbelievable. They are completely breathtaking because there is no science behind any of these decisions. You know, I, I've been thinking a lot about this. And, you know, this, the same kind of decisions that are being made right now with regard to COVID with no science at all behind it are so similar to the decisions that were being made in the early 1300s during the Black Death in Europe. They made decisions that were based on no science but on feeling, on emotion, with shamans who were um, helping people um, to get through this with crazy um, kinds of uh, treatments like bloodletting and all other kinds of things for the plague. And isn't isn't uh, Dr. Fauci sort of like one of those shamans, shamans or whatever you want to call it? You know, he sits there and he talks about what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing. He changes his mind. And, but he's like the great Fauci. He's almost like, you know, the Wizard of Oz, the, the man behind the curtain. You know, do you think that he doesn't enjoy this celebrity right now and being um, hailed as, you know, the person in the country like he is always right? Because he is not. And um, the the treatments that or the, the measures that they took during the, the, the dark ages for the plague are no different than the measures that we're taking today in 2020. Think about it. 700 years later, they're doing the same things that they were doing during the Middle Ages. We're doing masks that don't work. Those people who were wearing masks were the, the quote, healers who were wearing these masks that resembled bird beaks. And they had little goggles to protect their eyes. And they put camphor or or um, peppermint in the beak to um, to uh, dr- um, to overwhelm the stench of death when they had to go into communities. That's what we're doing now. We're doing the same thing, but with with um, with fashion masks. Not even not even the N95 masks, which which may work, but that's not what the the um these these charlatans are telling us to do they're telling us to wear masks to wear these fashion masks which do nothing and you know when i was in training in or in medical school we were still using the cotton masks in some hospitals or cloth masks and the infectious disease doctors really um, frowned on that and that's why we got away from that and we went to disposable paper masks and and um, this whole masking business is is you know a a absolute um, 
it's it's a disaster because nobody tells you how to wear the masks. You know, probably well over 75% of the people in my office are not wearing their masks properly. Um, and, and, and by the way, if you are supposed to wear masks in a closed space, when I walk into my exam room and nobody has their mask on, and then I tell them to put their mask on, and they kind of, they they uh, are huffy about it. They've been in the room for ten minutes, breathing whatever they're breathing in that closed space. So what good is it to put their mask on when I walk in the room? So this makes zero sense, zero sense. But the problem is that these politicians are making these these. Um, Edicts. They are making these proclamations about what we should and shouldn't be doing because they are drunk with power. They've got the police power behind them, and they have an opportunity now to be big men and women and and control the people that they were elected to represent, not put there to control. They are not kings and queens. They are elected representatives, and we are letting them tell us nonsense that makes no sense and this is all about control and this is what is going to happen on a grander scale when they've got everything behind them politically you know going back to thanksgiving regulations and depending on the state that you live in the governor's and the mayors in many of the cities in Washington, Oregon, Michigan, California, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Illinois, you know, I've named a lot of the Democrat strongholds. They're making these ridiculous rules that make absolutely zero sense, no science behind it. Because in one state, you can't have more than six people. But in another state, you can't have more than eight people. And in another state, ten people. So there must be some science behind the difference between six and ten people, right? Because, you know, that's clear. If one state's saying six and another saying ten, well, there must be some scientific data to back that up. And masks need to be worn in your house. Masks need to be worn in your house? Are you kidding me? Give me a break. You know, in L.A., the mayor, Garcetti, he is encouraging people to turn on their neighbors and to spy on them. And if they see more than 10 people in their house, to call the police and turn them in. Really? Are you kidding me? They are more interested in arresting somebody who has 11 people in their house than somebody who's raping somebody on the street or killing somebody or shooting somebody? This is nuts. This is what the left stands for. People need to understand this. People are being encouraged by some of these governors for Thanksgiving uh, get-togethers to bring their own utensils. And the, the CDC guidelines state that singing and shouting are to be avoided. This is, you know, you can't make this stuff up. There is no science behind any of this. None. This is the Middle Ages. We are back in the Middle Ages, folks. 
and we're letting the left get away with it. How do we do that? Um, you know, there was a study that came out this week, actually, that was conducted by the Marines, the U.S. Marines. And they did it in uh, um, closed quarters with, a, with two groups, one who was, were masked and one group wasn't. Now, that's a confined population. They're not going anywhere. They're staying on the base. They're in a confined area. And what do you think the results of that were? Which group do you believe had a higher COVID rate, the group of Marines with masks or those without masks? And you can figure out what the answer is going to be because I'm sharing this with you. And so here we are in a relatively well-done study showing how masks don't decrease COVID susceptibility. It's a virus. It's out there. And if people believe that they can control a virus, they are out of their minds. The only way that we're going to control this virus, three ways, three ways. One way is the vaccination. And God willing, the vaccinations will work. Vaccinations do work against against viruses. Look at the polio virus. That's that's worked very well. The second way is going to be to get a treatment that is reliable for people who get sick. And that's and that's here. It's on the way. Better things are coming. And and that's another area of hot debate. And the third is going to be herd immunity. When enough people in the in the community have a disease, then the incidence of it goes down. And I'm going to talk a little bit and bring COVID and this Georgia race back into perspective in the second half of the show. So stay with us. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docs4patientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back into the Doctor's Lounge. I'm Dr. Hal Scherz, your host. We are talking about COVID, the Georgia Senate race, the left, the intersection of that and health care, the line in the sand, 
All of these things are important. This is what doctors are talking about in doctors' lounges. We're concerned because we are healers and we are trying to take care of patients, and that is going to disappear if the left gets control. Um, I'll get to that in a bit. You know, the COVID and the lack of science behind these decisions that are being imposed are brought to to light. They are being demonstrated in these insane rules that leaders, political leaders, are trying to impose for Thanksgiving. Um, you know, the word quarantine comes from comes from uh, the practice of locking down for 40 days. Quarantine is is uh, comes from a, an Italian word. Um, the uh, the Venetians uh, controlled a, that part of Italy and uh, and part of what now is Croatia back in the 1300s. And uh, the first place to be shut down with the Black Death was in what is now modern-day Dubrovnik. And they closed it down for 40 days, which is where we get quarantined from. And um, we're doing the same things that we did in the Middle Ages. Isn't that sad? Isn't it sad 700 years later that these, these same measures that were commonplace in the Middle Ages are being um, promoted by the political leaders of the left to tell you something about their ideas and their brains, that they are stuck in the Middle Ages. You know, when the Black Death was over, um, they uh, the historians claim that it was the end of the Middle Ages and it um, gave birth to um, thought and reason, a renaissance. And I think that that's what we need right now because the left are people who are um, the same kind of people who come from the thinking of the Middle Ages. They're um, despots. They're drunk with power. They have they use unscientific measures to... Um, to uh, that they want to impose on people to uh, to um, bend them to their will, and uh, and we need to fight against that. What are you willing to do? Um, you know the 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 left and all of these these uh, rules that they put in place for you and for I are. Um, you know they 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 don't apply to the the uh, elite class to these governors and to these to these lawmakers on the left. You know they tell you what to do, but they're not willing to walk the walk or, or talk the talk. They for them it's a different set of rules, and um, you know they they uh, want you 
to wear masks, but they don't want to wear masks. You look at Dianne Feinstein, who is walking around the Senate without a mask, or or Nancy Pelosi, who goes to a hair salon, or Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, who gets her hair done, or Governor Whitmer the of uh, Michigan, who uh, wanted to lock down all extracurricular activities in Michigan, and her husband was busted trying to get his fishing boat in the water. Or Bill de Blasio, who tells people that gyms that they have to close, except for him, who goes to a gym. You know, the the most blatant um, example of this hypocrisy of what is good for you but not for them is what happened this week with Gavin Newsom, the the governor of California, when he is telling people that, number one, they can't dine inside, number two, they have to wear masks, number three, they have to socially distance, number four, they can't get together with a group of more than 10 people for Thanksgiving. And what does he get caught doing? He gets caught going to an elite restaurant in Napa, the French Laundry, which is which is um, by felt by many to be like the number one restaurant in the United States, a bucket list restaurant. He wasn't going to pass up that opportunity to go to that restaurant, to this party there where he was in a small room inside, no masks, elbow to elbow with 12 people. For him, it's okay. And by the way, who were some of the people at this dinner? The... Um, it was the uh, president of the California Medical Association. You talk about hypocrisy. And this is what these people are trying to impose on you. This is what the left wants from you. They want subservience. They want fealty. They want you to listen to them and follow their rules, but they're not willing to follow the same rules. And this is true time and time again. Look at schools. Look at the school closings. There's no data to support the policy of school closings, none whatsoever. And the incidence of COVID in children is the lowest of any demographic in the country. And deaths are nearly non-existent in that group. And among teachers, the incidence is lower than in almost any occupation. But the shutdowns are are rampant and this is actually happening today in New York City where the where the schools are shutting down again thanks to that disgrace of a mayor Bill de Blasio why because that covid incidence has ticked up to 3% what an idiot that guy is where do you even come up with having a threshold that would trigger closing schools there's there's such a a a um lack of science and thought behind this that it is breathtaking but it's power it's what they can do this is what the left will do when they have power and by the way, many of these politicians who are advocating for school closings have their children enrolled in in private schools because they don't want to do distance learning themselves. They don't want their children to suffer, but it's okay for your children to suffer. 
because they say so, because they say that's the only way to control this pandemic. Business shutdowns, how, how is it possible that it is not okay to have a gym open or a church or a synagogue or a restaurant or a bar, but it's okay to have tattoo parlors or strip clubs or marijuana dispensaries open? How is that even possible? What about gatherings? How is it possible that you can't have funerals or religious gatherings or Trump rallies, but it's okay to have a BLM protest or riots or a Biden celebration after a presumed victory? These decisions are being made with no science behind it. It's raw power and control. Um, This is where we are in Georgia. You've got to understand that this is the line in the sand. And you have to ask yourself, what are you willing to do? There's a lot that you can do. And I, I, I hope that there's a lot to do. I hope that there is going to be a fair election. I am, I am very concerned. I'm, I'm a, a little bit more than scared that there won't be because the left will stoop at nothing to get those two seats in the Senate. You hear presidential candidates and TV celebrities telling people to move to Georgia so that they can vote in this election. That is absolute craziness. We have a governor in Georgia who is a Republican who can call a special session of the legislature so that they can secure the vote and make sure that only Georgians vote that only people who voted in the last election vote or who were registered for the last election votes. They can make it clear that only people who request ballots in the mail get a ballot in the mail because there are going to be some people who can't get to the polls on election day, especially in North Georgia in January where there can be a ice storm or some other event that keeps people from the polls. This is why every person who is an anti-fascist, because that's what the left is, the Antifa people, let me just digress for a second, the left calls everybody who is a conservative all kinds of names. This is all projection, because everything that they call the people on the right, or conservatives, are, are describe them, the Antifa movement, the anti-fascist movement. The, they're not anti-fascist. They are the epitome of fascists. And these people will stupid nothing to keep conservatives away from the polls. And you need to make sure that if you are in Georgia, that you're voting one way or the other. But you can do other things if you're not in Georgia. You can call people in Georgia 
and and um, and persuade your friends to get to the polls. You can have them call their state legislators to demand a special session of of uh, the Georgia legislature. You can have them call the governor's office to demand that he calls a special session. You can give money. You can be a poll watcher. There's so much that you can do. You can make telephone calls on behalf of the RNC. (coughs) What are you willing to do? Because if you wake up on January 6th with Senator John Ossoff, who is the biggest dweeb and pissant that I've ever seen in my life, he's a 33-year-old political wannabe who has done nothing with his life, who wants to control yours, or we wake up and we find Reverend uh, Raphael Warnock, who spews black separatist garbage, who wants to divide the country and don't believe his commercials for a second. He is um, as dangerous a person as Reverend Wright or Louis Farrakhan. He believes the same things that they do. And if that's who you want to represent you in the Senate, then just sit back and do nothing. Because that's going to be what happens if you just are apathetic and don't do anything. Let me give you a snapshot about health care and pull this back to the the wheelhouse of the doctor's lounge. So let's just suppose that, God forbid, we get Ossoff and Warnock in the Senate, and the left gets what they want, which is a majority in Congress and the White House. So, first of all, health care will be more expensive there initially will be a public option. That means that there is going to be a health care plan that will be available to people and uh, the government will run it. They will set the rates. They will be initially very inexpensive and it will drive commercial payers out of the health care market. So being unable to compete on a level playing field, they will drop out one by one. They did that under Obamacare. There were 1,800 health care plans when Obamacare started. <coughs> they, they, many of the small ones, most of the small ones disappeared. Some of the major ones um, went out of the health care business as well. So once the insurers have left the market, then the choices will disappear. The only insurer out there will be the federal government, and that's when we get a single payer. The government will pick the winners and the losers. You know, under Obamacare, the stakeholders were the insurance companies, Big Pharma, tech, the major hospitals, 
because they were a consortium that was going to control health care. Under President Trump, the power of those stakeholders have diminished as more choices were given to the general public, to you and I. Well, those health care freedoms that that um, that those choices that President Trump has opened to individuals will go away. And once again, we will have government control and the stakeholders, those those uh, industries that make hundreds of billions of dollars at your expense will be controlling health care once again. And th- this is not, again, conspiracy theory. This is, this is absolute fact. And all you have to do is just go back two weeks and look at Pfizer and the announcement of the vaccination uh, success that they've had. They had that information before the election. They chose not to release it because they did not want good news for Trump, which would have um, possibly helped him in the election. No, because Big Pharma doesn't want Trump. They know that Trump will hold their feet to the fire and demand pricing that is similar to the rest of the world, who pays nothing for their prescription drugs, and we are the piggy bank for the world for prescription drugs. And, and so the, they make up the money that they lose for drugs around the world on the U.S. market. And Trump wasn't going to stand for it. So do you think for a second that they were going to go ahead and release good news? They even denied that they were part of Warp Speed, even though they got a grant of $1.5 billion to participate in that. Yeah, they weren't directly involved in Warp Speed, but they were indirectly involved. They got money to help them to jumpstart their R&D. So so these special interests are going to control health care once again, and the, and the federal government will be um, <clears throat> picking winners and losers. And private practice will disappear. So if you like your doctor... If you like your health care plan, if you like your hospital, forget it. Forget about it. You are not keeping them. You're not keeping them because the government is going to tell you who you can go to, and your doctor likely will not even be around because those people that I speak to are going to say, the heck with this. I am not going to stick around to be overregulated and underpaid and have more liability. It's just not going to happen. I know I'm not going to do it. And so I, I can tell you that that I speak for thousands of doctors who will um, do the same as I, which is leave medicine. And I can do a lot of other things. I'm a, I'm a really good doctor, I believe, and people tell me that. But you're going to lose those good doctors when the left controls health care. I guarantee it. And you're going to be the one who is suffering. And you're going to be the one that's going to wish that you did something to stop this. So what are you willing to do? When you no longer have doctors to take care of you, what do you think 
it's going to look like trying to get in to see somebody? You think it's going to be easier or harder? You think it's going to take you longer to get an appointment or are you going to be able to call and come in the next day? God forbid you get really sick, you'll probably die before you get to see a doctor like they do in England and in Canada. There'll be longer waits. You'll see inferior providers. You know, the government has redefined who gives health care. You know, they don't want to um, to elevate doctors to the level that they should be at. Rather, they would rather denigrate them and lower them to a lower standard and call them providers and lump them in with people with two years of education or or four years of education who are um, just, they, they lack the experience and the knowledge and the skill to be able to um, take care of people with complex problems. Sure, they could take care of people who have a common cold. You know, here, take two aspirin and and, uh, and drink lots of fluids. But if you have a, a an unusual problem, they won't be able to take care of you. And what are they going to do about surgery when there's no surgeons left to do your surgery? This is real. This is going to happen. That's what's going to happen when the left controls health care. You know, there's nothing that is free. They want you to believe that health care is going to be free. It is not going to be free. You're going to be taxed. You're going to be taxed for everything. And you're not going to get nearly what your taxes are. You're not going to get your money's worth. Um, health care will have to be rationed. It will have to be because there's not going to be enough people to provide it. There are not going to be enough dollars to pay for it. So they're going to ration care. So if you're a 65-year-old ex-football player with bad knees and you need knee replacements, good luck. You're not going to get the knee replacement that you can get today by calling up Dr. Barber and, uh, and uh, he'll he'll go ahead and do your surgery next week. No way. You might wait a year or two or never. This is what's going to happen. And health care will be controlled from Washington by a bunch of dweebs, by a bunch of people who are, are not interested in you or in me. They are not interested in individuals, but populations. You know, you've got Ezekiel Emanuel, who is now part of the the uh, Biden healthcare team. He believes that people over seventy shouldn't even get the COVID vaccination. That's the kind of people that are going to be making healthcare decisions for you and for me if the left gets in power. So what are you willing to do? You, um, you need to understand that um, this is really the, the, um, the, the, last, the last stand for conservatives because <clears throat> if we allow the left to win this battle, I see no way back. I, I and I don't mean to be macabre. I don't mean to be fatalistic, but I 
when I again when I started this show in 2013, I thought that that um, I believed in fair play, I believed in America, I believed in the goodness of people. There is no more goodness in half of the people in this country. They they hate me. They hate what I'm telling you today. They hate people who think like me. I am, I am um, a disgrace. I am, I'm the worst possible person. And and so are you if you are listening to this and you agree with this. And um, I don't feel that way about them. I just feel that that they are misguided and. And if they get power, they will try to crush me. But I won't crush them if I get power. I want everybody to succeed. They want the levers of power so that they can succeed at the expense of everybody else. They wish to divide people. Conservatives wish to unite people. They wish to control people. Conservatives wish to give people control. This is this is really, um, you know, the uh, the decision that every person in America needs to make. What are you willing to do? And um, you know, I I pray that uh, that that uh, on January sixth we still have divided government because if we don't, I can tell you um, this may be the end of this show this may be the end of what we are fighting for because there'll be um no no way out of that hole it will be so deep and so difficult to to claw a way out of that hole off of that steep hill that uh that this this could be the turning point for our country and please don't let that happen I, I implore everybody to um, to just do look look into your soul, look into your heart, and do what you need to do. Thank you for listening today and being with us, and uh, God bless America. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.